0: Bless the Lord, all you angels of His, you mighty ones doing His bidding, and hearken to the voice of His word. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Let's be seated. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Well, here we are, the feast of St. Michael and all angels, Michaelmas. For many in the world, the time when school starts up again, an exciting chance to jump back into the rhythm of the school year. But for us this morning, an exciting chance to dive headfirst into the book of Revelation. into Into that cosmic battle between Michael and the dragon. We get so little of Revelation in our Sunday lectionary, this wild and beautiful and highly symbolic text. It's scary at times, and violent at times, and pretty confusing almost all the time. (laughs) And it's developed a bit of a reputation. It's been taken up by some Christians, perhaps with more fundamentalist dispositions, who think that they can find in it a blueprint for the future for the coming last days. Our culture really eats this stuff up. Look no further than the Left Behind series of books and movies, a multi-million dollar franchise that has profited quite nicely from people's curiosities and fears about the end. But this apocalyptic book is not quite what some have made it out to be. Now, if you want to get some attention and a little money along the way, go ahead and read Revelation like a recipe, like a timetable laying out the future for you. You just might calculate the date when it's all supposed to start or when it did start or you just might figure out just which politician really is the Antichrist. (laughs) Good luck and let us all know how that goes. I do not wish to be trite, but that just won't do for the church. We can and we must be smarter and more responsible interpreters of scripture than that. Reading Revelation in the way I just described isn't just weird, it can be dangerous and harmful for the people and communities who get swept up in it. This book wasn't written for the 20th or 21st century American mind. We who have done a pretty good job of reducing ancient myths and sacred stories down to Hollywood movie plots, or worse, elaborate predictions of the end times. No, Revelation is a 2,000-year-old letter written by a man named John to the early church, to a church struggling through persecution and suffering, struggling to believe in the promises of Christ when nothing seemed to be going right around them. It's a letter with a vision of hope that Christ has won the victory and that all shall be well. In the words of the Dominican scholar Wilfred Harrington, everything that John sees in heaven is the counterpart of some earthly reality. In other words, This vision isn't a look forward to the future. It's a commentary on what has already been, on what is now. In this vision, war breaks out in heaven. Michael and the angels fight against the dragon and his angels, the dragon, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. The dragon is defeated and is thrown down to the earth. This is the scene depicted in the brilliant windows here in this chapel. You can see it right here, the whole scene. The serpent falling, crushed beneath the mighty foot of the archangel. And then, down below the scenes of injustice in the world to which he falls. Okay, so if everything that John sees in heaven is the counterpart of some earthly reality, well what's the counterpart of this great battle? What on earth is this vision revealing? How do we make sense of it? Well, my friends, Just like the great work of sacred literature that these windows depict, they themselves, in their depth of meaning, they give us a clue. The artist Margaret Kennedy, who designed these windows in the 1960s, has left us a clue. If you can't see them, step over here after Mass, or when you come up for communion, lift up your eyes. Or if you're at home, just type All Saints Indianapolis into Google, and you'll see. (laughs) Behind the angels, glowing with the fire of heaven, is a bright red cross. This battle in heaven is the cross. The cross, here on earth, on which Jesus contended with the forces of sin and death, the cross on which Jesus saves us, the cross on which Jesus triumphs, not by brandishing a sword or any other weapon, but by giving himself up for the life of the world. Listen again to that beautiful hymn that follows the description of the battle and Revelation now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our comrades has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God but they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they did not cling to life even in the face of death. In Revelation, in this heavenly vision, it is St. Michael and his angels who throw down Satan and his works. Dramatic, symbolic commentary, not on a future event, but on the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. For here, on earth, for our salvation, Jesus has already won the battle. Jesus has already thrown down sin and death and the dominion of the dragon, the evil one, forever. But it can be hard to believe sometimes that Jesus has triumphed when injustice and sin and death are still a part of this life here on earth. That hymn in the text concludes, Woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you with great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. For John's first audience, for those early Christians to whom this book was written, the devil still prowled. Rome, the great empire, the great city, the great oppressor and persecutor of the early church. And friends, let us not be deceived. That ancient serpent lingers still today, maybe not as the menace of Rome, but perhaps as the menace of poverty, the menace of white supremacy, or maybe the looming threat of climate change and forced migration, pandemic, disease, death, all those things that seek to destroy God's children, those forces of deceit and wickedness that hurt us and tempt us to hurt each other. And so, like those early Christians to whom John wrote all those years ago, we need this vision too. We need this story. We need this window. We need this promise that like a band of heavenly angels casting Satan down from heaven, Jesus Christ has destroyed Satan's works of sin and injustice and pain and death. We need to be reminded that on the cross, Christ has won. We need to be reminded that while the devil still prowls this earth, His time is short that the gates of hell will not prevail against Christ and his Church. This cosmic battle, this revelation to Saint John, in the end, it's not a riddle to be unlocked. It's a promise. It's a promise that because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, all shall be well. When you need a reminder, come in here and look. St. Michael, pray for us. St. Michael, defend us. Amen.